News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. An atheist whose application to become a chaplain was regre- rejected by the Defence Forces was found to have been discriminated against on religious grounds by the Workplace Relations Commission last week. But it is, unre- is it unreasonable to want roles like chaplains to be reserved for people of faith, religious people? Uh, I'm joined on this now by Gillian Prennan, who is the CEO of the Humanist Association of Ireland and John McGurk, editor of Gripped Media. I'll come to you first of all, John. Is it unreasonable to, to want these roles, roles like chaplains reserved for people who are religious? I don't think so, uh, Kira. Good morning. Um, for me, this isn't a matter of um, discrimination so much as it's a matter of qualification. Um, in that, if you think of the defence forces particularly, it is the one area in, in sort of public life where we ask people to potentially die in the in the line of duty. And indeed, we've seen people lose their lives, not only in the Irish military, but in other armed forces uh, around the world this year, tragically. Um, and I think when you, when you look at the position of chaplain in an organisation where people may be losing their lives in the line of duty, one of the main um, duties of a chaplain is to provide care and comfort to that person at the end of their life. And if they are a person who is religious or maybe or maybe who has drifted away from their faith, but is facing the end of their life, they're probably going to want somebody there who can give them the last rites in their religion or another Christian denomination or pray with them at the end of their life. And I think that's an essential duty of a chaplain. And therefore, having some religious belief or a qualification to administer the sacraments, for example, is something very close, in my view, to an essential qualification for the role. Okay. So I don't think it's a matter of, of discrimination. It's a matter of, of qualification. Okay, let's bring in Gillian Brennan, uh, humanist. Gillian, uh, they're simply unqualified for the role. Do you agree? No, I, I wouldn't um, agree with that. And I suppose the finding of the WRC, first of all, is that um, there was unlawful discrimination in contravention of the Employment Equality Act. I mean, there's simply no application process for potential applicants. And we would contend, you know, that the requirement to be a priest is simply not um, proportionate. Um, you know, within the Humanist Association of Ireland, um, over the years, we've had um, a small number of accredited chaplains, as well as professionally trained pastoral care volunteers. And I know in the thesis carried out by a member of the Irish Defence Forces recently, it showed that 15% of their members that were surveyed identified as atheists or non-religious. And therefore, it, it, it's simply um, not credible to say that um, a religious person um, can tend to the needs of, of non-religious people if you know, they're in the, the situation as described by, by John there, where they may be facing death. Um, there are other qualifications beyond um, being a priest uh, or having a degree in theology, like suitable degrees, like, um, for example, philosophy or perhaps some um, elements of counselling, like um, psychology or psychotherapy, okay. that would also render people very suitable for the role. Yeah, John, is, isn't that fair enough? Pastoral care can be given. What, what, what about the, the, the 10% potentially or, or in excess of that within the Defence Forces who themselves are, are, are atheists or non-believers that might want to be ministered to by somebody who has, you know, experience in counselling but isn't religious? Well, as I understand it, the Defence Forces already has counsellors. I mean, there, there's a difference between what we're talking about here with, with a chaplaincy is, is, is essentially that the role of a chaplain is spiritual care. Uh, when you're talking about counselling for somebody who doesn't believe in God or somebody who, um, you know, somebody who comes from that humanist or atheist perspective, to suggest that there needs to be to be a, 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 a spiritual role in a person's life 
who explicitly rejects the very existence okay. of spirituality seems to me to be a little bit of a contradiction. Gillian, and I say I say that with the greatest respect. No, no, to and, you, and, and, and I appreciate it's a good point, Gillian. Uh, that spiritual is different to, to normal counselling. If, if someone is looking for a spiritual, I, I suppose, advocacy uh, like a chaplain, that's quite different to a, a normal counsellor. Yeah, well, I suppose we, we all have the, the big questions um, relation, re, relating to um, existentialism and, and what are we doing here. And uh, humanists and, and atheists, in the same way as anybody else, ask those questions. Um, what, what is our meaning in life? What is our meaning in the world? Um, so that goes beyond counselling. Counsellors can't um, um, deal with those. And that's where a non-religious chaplain um, has a role. For example, in the Dutch military service, they have 39 humanist chaplains out of 141 in total. Um, and, and last year I, I attended one of their um, military um, compounds in, in Utrecht and I saw how the, the amazing work that they do there um, in tending to the needs of not just the non-religious people but um, everybody amongst okay. the, the whole John, defense force. isn't there, that reasonable? So. Are we just not behind a curve that, that humanist uh, uh, chaplains are, are, are perhaps a new breed of chaplain but they are one that would be probably welcomed by, by many people who, who themselves are not religious but, but maybe do feel spirituality although that might not be God-based is something they want mm-hmm. in their life at, at different points particularly if they're, you know... Uh, at, at risk of losing their life, it's a, it's it's a reasonable point. There's no point pretending it's not a reasonable point. But at the same time, I, I do, you know, we're, saying what they do in Holland isn't necessarily an argument that what they what they do there is correct. For me, the existence of a chaplaincy is has a specific spiritual role. For example, when I was in college, and I think you were you were as well, um, Kira, there would have been chaplains in the various universities. They are there. There's no obligation to visit them, but they are there to support. The, the needs of people who are struggling with their religious faith or have religious questions or who need spiritual support. For me, um, the, the chaplaincy has always traditionally been a role um, specifically associated with religion, um, for better or ill. And I think that if you, if you, you know, for most people, the majority of people um, who who would visit a chaplaincy, they expect it to be right. um, a religious a religious outlet. Look, I think it's, it's perfectly fair it's, enough for the defence forces to maintain it. As it's such. a very interesting debate, and one I, I had never considered, but 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 I'm grateful to both of you for for discussing it. That is Gillian Brennan, there, CEO of Humanist Association of Ireland, and John McGurk, um, of of the editor of Grip Media. Let us know what you think. Does does as John said, being religious and having some kind of a religious qualification. Is that a prerequisite for being a chaplain? Or is there now a role for things like humanist chaplains to, to bring spirituality that is not theological or, or God-based for, for many people who, who don't feel that way, particularly in the Defence Forces? We'd love to know. It's a very modern conundrum. But let us know what you think this morning. 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. Or you can WhatsApp us as well, of course, on 87 106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.